common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being here today. You can find the podcast all over the place, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the WDBO app, and join me on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us there in the WDBO app. Very disturbing story to talk about today. Just an absolutely nightmarish story for everybody, but especially for parents who have kids who are of college age. This story from Idaho where four young students at the University of Idaho were just viciously murdered nearly three weeks ago in a home just off campus. 21-year-old Kaylee Gonclaves, 20-year-old Zaina Kernodal, 21-year-old Madison Mogan, and 20-year-old Ethan Chapin. All were savagely attacked and killed. And here we are nearly three weeks later, and at least publicly, publicly, authorities out there in Idaho seem to be stumped as to whom committed this heinous act. There is no suspect right now, none. There's been a lot of speculation surrounding this case, but in the end, officials keep stressing that the public must be patient to allow the investigation to proceed in meticulous fashion. In other words, they are stumped. They don't know if it was a targeted killing or a home break-in gone really, really off the rails. And in the meantime, the campus at the University of Idaho right now, from what I understand, is nearly empty. You have many students who have taken the option to do video classes to finish up the semester. Meantime, the father of the late Megan Mogan, Benjamin Mogan, here talks about the nightmare he's been living with over nearly three weeks. Oh, it's been hard, but uh, I've got a lot of family support and a lot of friends that have been uh, really great through this, and uh, my my work's been really great. Um, but you know, every day is every time I wake up, I re- remember what's going on, and uh, it's like that's yeah, I don't know how you ever get used to this. Yeah, she uh, she was just always. I never saw her in a bad mood. I never. Uh, this is always so, so uh, bright and, and positive, and you just make everybody smile. You always just hope for a, a resolution with something like this so we can start moving on in our life. But, uh, I mean, they do check in with me every day and, uh, and let me know what's, what's going on. And I just have to hope and, and trust that they're doing as good a job as anyone could do on this. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been through anything like this. So, uh, but yeah, it seems like they should uh, have figured it out by now. But I don't know. As a father, I can't imagine. Can't imagine what that man and those families of those four kids are going through right now. It's the worst thing in the world to lose a child and to lose a child in this manner. It's just unfathomable. So it's against this backdrop that I talk with Brad Garrett here on the Inez Says podcast today. Brad is a retired FBI profiler, so I was looking forward to getting his insight on this horrific case. Brad also serves as the ABC News crime and terrorism expert. Here's that conversation now. 
So you tell us, why haven't police been able to figure out who committed these murders? Or or do officials know more possibly than they're leading on here, Brad? Well, who knows if they know more. They certainly, it appears to me, are stuck. Mm. But hopefully that's not the case. But Mm -hmm. let's start with the obvious, Mm -hmm. Scott, where you look in the immediate circle around your victims. In this case, four students dead, two that weren't harmed that were on the main floor of the house, which is also sort of interesting in and of itself, not suggesting they had anything to do with it, Mm -hmm. but that uh, the killer appeared, it seems, to know where he was going. So once you eliminate the immediate circle around these kids, obviously other college students, maybe places they work in town, churches they go to, whatever it might be, if you have eliminated all of that and you just don't find anybody, then you have to go what I would call the next circle out, which would be people who maybe had some slight relationship. You know, this could be an older person who committed this. It's one thing to go in in a, in a frenzy and shoot or stab somebody. It's another to go room to room right. and kill four people. That, that, that's a certain level of patience and motivation. So that's why I'm throwing in the possibility of an older person. If you don't find anybody in that casual relationship, then you're to there's no relationship, mm-hmm. which is where you never want to be, mm-hmm. because then what is the connection? And if if it is an older person, I think there is a possibility they've done something like this before. Mm. Uh, and, 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 the, and the police, the FBI, et cetera, have looked at other – they've mentioned a couple of other cases in the Northwest. One is solved. It was a domestic. The other, I think, in Oregon, mm-hmm. maybe Salem, Oregon, is not solved. Mm. I don't know enough about that case to say, but they've sort of eliminated that there is a connection, but – so we'll see. But it's that. So to your point, or to your question, why hasn't this been solved? If it falls into those second or third rings I just mentioned, yeah. it just makes it harder. You're really waiting for the bad guy to make a mistake. You get lucky that somebody actually saw a person walk out of the house and get in a car. You would think one would know that by now, but maybe not. People have different agendas as to why they do or do not come forward. There are cameras everywhere. Why don't we have any camera footage from somewhere near that home where the murders occurred? Or, or may, maybe we do. I don't know. Well, it's in a you know it's across the street from the campus. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I have you know to your question. I don't know. Did the bad guy know enough to come out a door or a window? And sort of work his way, you know, past some other houses in the dark and disappear. Maybe. But, yes, one of the first things you would do is pull all of the CCTV, both public and private, in the proximity of that house. But, boy, they've, I've not heard any word that that has materialized into anything. Yeah, as brutal as that scene was there in Idaho, Brad, there has to be DNA, right? I mean, but from what I understand, it may be mixed uh, from the suspect and maybe mixed with other DNA, so we may have to wait a while. Is that what you're understanding from this scene? Well, yes. I mean, if you think about that, and I don't want to get graphic here, but yeah. when you obviously, when, if you stab somebody, you're not just like stabbing something that's the same all the time. So you hit things. The knife moves. The knife comes against you. There are ways to avoid that if you know what you're doing. And I, I have 
some belief about how this occurred. I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about it on the air because mm-hmm. it's too graphic. But the short answer is, did he cut himself? And if he did cut himself, it goes to what you're talking about. Between the victims themselves, their clothing, the bedding, surrounding rooms, maybe, uh, is there a blood trail going from one place to another? Uh, did he clean up in the bathroom? Those kind of things. You might get lucky. Now, here's the problem. Yeah. Let's say they get lucky and they come up with a person's DNA. If he's not in anybody's database, in other right. words, he's never been arrested. Doesn't matter. Um, you're nowhere until you actually figure out who he is. And then you're obviously better off. Right. But, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's we're up to over two weeks now working on three weeks. It's, it's very disconcerting. And you have that entire campus, University of Idaho campus, and heck, even the Washington State campus, which is only about nine miles away in Pullman. Everybody's Correct. on edge out there, Brad. And as a law enforcement official, I would think that you you feel the pressure of everybody being on edge. No doubt. Thanks to former FBI profiler Brad Garrett. Let's hope they can find the person who committed these heinous murders in Idaho very, very soon. That's going to wrap it up for the Inez Says podcast today. Appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the WDBO app. And check me out on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.